Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. This is the Maverick Podcast. I am your host, DJ Maverick. Today, we have another super, super, super guest, the super talented Graham Harris. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? It's great. I'm doing good. Before we dive in, I want to take our conversation to multiple directions. But for the 1% of the people out there that don't know who you are, (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, an IT guy here in Oklahoma City, uh, born and raised. Okay. Uh, uh, I went to Oklahoma State and worked for OSU for for part of my, really part of school and everything, and then came yeah. back and fell into a gig here at Chesapeake Energy, and I've been there ever since. Ever since, yeah. And um, and so I'm, I'm do that, and former uh, small business owner, and a car person, I guess you could say, bike person, yeah. gamer. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I do a little bit of everything, yeah. Cool. I like that. So we met at Chesapeake, but yeah. life is so crazy. I don't know if you remember this story, yeah. but I used to work in radio like yeah, way yeah. back in the day, right? And I remember vaguely our paths sort of crossing each other, right? But yeah. I don't know if we ever spoke, but I remember you visiting the radio station. And I don't know if you were there with a computer-related fix yeah. or something. Yeah, but yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, yeah I remember you just t- talking about that. Yeah, and how you worked for um, Tyler Media. Was it KTUZ? No, yeah. is it KTUZ? Yeah, or? it was. Uh, it was. Uh, what was the station? It was the Z. It's called the Z. Yeah, the Z. But yeah, they they own like uh, King Country. Yeah, they, they own like own a bunch like of stations. All the stations, right? It's Tyler Media, so they're all like in the same building, right? So I worked for a consulting firm, a really tiny one, in yeah. high school actually, and then and then a little bit after college. Okay. And yeah, they they. They were really in, involved in the South Side, and a lot of the folks on the South Side, and they got a, a deal with Con- Tyler Media, and so yeah. we went in and did a bunch of IT work. I mean, I, did, I ran wiring in one of those old buildings. I did like, troubleshooting. Really? Yeah, okay. I, I troubleshot one of the servers behind uh, one of the uh, studios where they shot where the with a the country station was, yeah, okay, which was hilarious because they were always like really yelling and everything yeah. like that, and we're just like, "Can I come in here?" Like, "Oh, it's fine," right, right. Uh, you know. But, but I remember there yeah. was this like, I remember that like the site, like I think the studio for for the for the station you were working with was like right there. Yeah, it's that, like you would go down to the basement yeah. with the stairs, and it's like literally right there. It was like right there. Yeah, and I worked with the salespeople a little bit, which was sort of hilarious. They had mm. there's a lot of characters there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know that. Yeah, it was yeah, like such sure. a strange. <laughs> Yeah, uh, experience, but yeah, yeah, that was that was a funny. So weird, like, right? I know because that's hilarious. Yeah. Like we vaguely remember that, and and I vaguely remember that just because I think I remember the tone of your voice. <laughs> you've got like a unique voice, right? So I remember you talking, and then when I met you at Chesapeake, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. And we like just randomly figured it out. Hey, years ago, yeah. we probably crossed paths. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I actually talked to you when no. I was there. No. But I do remember. Yeah, I've, I might have seen you yeah. in like in the studio, right. like working. Like I mean, so walk by and right? go, "Oh, there's this guy over here. What is <laughs> yeah. he doing?" And yeah. then I realized, "Oh, this is like the Spanish language t- station, and this is like the." They have like a Catholic station. Or they something had like or? a sports station. Sports they had station? A, a Catholic one. Then they yeah. had the the King Country. King I mean, Country. You name it. Like they like it now was... they they bought like a bunch. Like oh yeah, they bought Magic yeah. One Hundred Four. Yeah. Like a KOMA. Like you name it. Oh yeah, so, they're yeah they're, they're yeah. now actually a player now. Yeah, but it was really that was a funny. It's almost like a Back to the Future thing. Like you know when they go back and you you see like the person before yeah. you met them type thing. Oh no, 100%. it's almost like that. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's dive in. Where do you want to start? You know, I know you're a big car guy, yeah. so maybe we start there. How did you sort of get into cars? Did it start in high school, or how did it go? Uh, I mean, I I believe that 
like cars you're into like as an adult are really influenced strongly by your like your background yeah right and so growing up my parents were funny they my dad was a big volkswagen fan really and okay. he had a series of jettas i think he owned seven of them wow from like the early 80s okay all the way up into like the night into like the mid 90s okay and he just kept buying them and just loved them mm-hmm. just something about it and mom had like an audi and so there was sort of that like you know what you described foreign car influence you yeah. know import influence and then but more like german exactly like. like yeah euro yeah. like german stuff and then okay. in high school i really like which I'm, I guess I'm, I feel like I'm old now, but like <laughs> this was in the nineties, like in the, in the late, uh, like in the, what was it, uh, 90, I'm trying to think here, hold on. Yeah. So 94 or something like that, sort of high school. Okay. And th- right then there was like kind of import culture was really starting to take hold. Yeah. And it wasn't like fast and furious yet, but it was starting it to get more starting. popular. Yeah. And I had a buddy who had a like, pretty new uh, Honda CRX SI mm. and he would give me he would give me like rides randomly back from school to my house and, and it was just, love. I loved it I just <laughs> loved it and, yeah. then I, and then there was just this whole string of people in school that had those cars and it was funny too I was also surrounded by a lot of muscle cars oh really oh yeah okay. yeah I had a buddy who had a, a Fox body Mustang nice five liter yeah. And he did a bunch of mods to it and he was a complete hooligan, you know, and <laughs> of course, and then in high school, we didn't really, um, we didn't really, we, we, we joked that we, it was a bunch of, I guess, smart kids. I was not the smartest kid. Yeah, either, you, but did, like, you didn't grow up in the hood like I did. You went to uh, Putnam City went North. Went to Putnam City North, right? but, but I lived seven yeah. miles from the high school. I lived like okay. on the south end of Lake Hefner. Okay. And to be clear for the, for so, the audience So here. little danger there or no? <laughs> well, no, no, no me, right? meaning like we weren't rich. My We were not rich. Like my mm-hmm. parent, my mom taught school and my dad yeah. worked for the state. Like, which, I mean, we basically got lucky to find this house over there yeah. and, and moved in. And she worked for Putnam City, actually. She was okay. a teacher. For, and forever. you brushed shoulders with David Holt or no? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, Holt, <laughs> Holt was, uh, I think, a year ahead of me. Really? Yeah, So yeah. you actually, like, met him in school I met him in school, okay. and, and he was on, like, the student government. Surprise, surprise. Nice. And so he was, like, a, he was at one point student body president. Okay. And so he was did a lot of stuff like that. Shout out David Holt. Yeah, he's, yeah. and he's great. Yeah, okay. he's he's yeah, he's been a good, I think, a good leader. Definitely. So. Okay, so um, we're into riding around with your friend, and you sort of like reveled, and you're like, I'm not going to go German, I'm going to go <laughs> JDM, or what well, happened? Yeah, I mean, it was just sort of like what I really was into, and I yeah. was I, I was reading all the car mags, and um, and I just sort of kept gravitating back to these like little imported, mostly Japanese cars. Sure. It didn't have to be. I was into the Golf, and I liked it and stuff like that, but okay. just sort of Japanese cars, and it just sort of stuck. Mm-hmm. And I never really stopped thinking about them, you know, and like drifting came along and I got into that a little bit too. So what was your first car? The fir- Well, the first car that was like my car was not exciting. No? No, it's like, it's like any kid. It was, Same a, here. It was an 89 uh, Pontiac Grand Am. Okay. Two door. That's not too bad. Uh, it was the gutless engine. It was the worst engine. <laughs> yeah. Had yeah. hail damage. I mean. Oh, really? Was, oh, yeah. Okay. It was really cheap. I got it from okay. a cousin in Southwest Oklahoma and. Okay. It was just a mess. But yeah, yeah, I drove it like straight through college. Like yeah. I fixed it up and eventually like sold it back to my cr- crazy mechanic. Nice. Who, who I think sold it to a guy down on his luck. And so it was all like a good circle of life kind yeah. of deal. But, That's cool. Yeah. I'll but. tell you my first car. Uh, so I told my dad, you know, I, mean, I was I was wanting a Honda, right? Okay. So 
one day he shows up with the 1985 Honda Accord. <laughs> one of the doors was faded, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it had been hit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No AC. Yeah. And the coolest mod I ever did is uh, I went to pull apart and bought a sunroof from another car. Okay. And we literally cut a hole in the roof of my car, put this sunroof, and then just use like silicone yeah. to like put a sunroof yeah. in my car, right? Like yeah. that was my mod. Like it was just like, permanent open. Yeah, and we didn't even measure or anything. We just kind of put like oh, yeah. the sunroof on top, kind of eyeballed it, and it was like, wow. yeah, good enough. Can you imagine doing that? That's like crazy. just cutting a hole into That's your car. I mean, like did you, what did you do with the headliner? Like, just cut you, it. We just cut it, just and then it and just like, tucked it inside and then silicone <laughs> it was not the prettiest thing it's probably not the smartest thing but you know when you when you don't have as much yeah resources and yeah. stuff you try to make stuff happen and you're like i'm gonna put a sunroof did it leak at all or oh yeah. It? Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first car but you know it taught me a lesson it taught me to to value things to work hard to try yeah. to like do better so yeah i appreciate that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what was where do we go from there? Your first car? Where do we go after that? Well, okay. So I had the I had the Grand Am like all through college, essentially through high school, um, the end of high school, and then I came out of school, worked for about a year for the same consulting firm I'd worked for before. Okay. And then I got the gig at Chesapeake, and I worked for them. I started working for them, making a little more money. Yeah. And so then I bought a um, 2002 uh, Honda Civic hatchback. Nice. So uh, called the EP3 in the Honda world. Yeah, um, okay. It was kind of an unloved model, but um, very unique. It has the shifter in the dash, like sticks out oh, of the really? dash, not the floor. Okay. Yeah. Like kind of like a minivan type thing? Kind of like a, like a rally car was what they were saying. They were yeah. saying it was like close. Like, so okay. here's the steering wheel. It's like close at oh, hand. Oh, so it was a stick shift, stick but shift. it was up at the top. It was a five-speed. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen those. It's really a, yeah. such a... It was designed in England, and it was very okay. influenced by... Their, their thoughts and um, got it. So I had it, uh, put a cold air intake on it, put an exhaust on it. Yeah. Um, some tires, um, drove it for quite a while and then, um, <laughs> then started a family. And, and my wife had an older um, Ford Focus, which was a good, was a good car, it's fine. Yeah. And she was like, we need something that's more family oriented. Like the focus is not gonna work. It's just sure. not big enough <laughs> for like car uh -oh. seat and everything. Yeah. I'm and, hearing a minivan potentially. And I, I had and well, I had some equity in the Civic, and so I was like, "Well, all right, great." So then I traded the Civic, and we bought a Toyota Prius. Oh, uh, okay, all which right. Which was which she loved. Yeah. And I was very. I wanted to. You know, this is a. This <laughs> you a being a I car learned. guy, right? You're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I learned a lot about it. For one thing, I will say that like. A lot of people, especially in the car guy world, are like deride the car and they you know, hate it. Mm -hmm. And if you drive one, you can see why. It's kind of a mushy cloud. It doesn't right. really accelerate. It doesn't want to brake. It's no cool exhaust noise. No, it doesn't sound yeah. good. It sounds weird yeah. all the time. You know. <laughs> yeah. But but that's okay because it's not for us. Right. It's for someone who's seeking utility and efficiency. Right. And so for my wife, that was she was like on that. Yeah. She was all about like efficiency and she really loved all the space. She actually had a lot of space inside mm -hmm. the second gen, um, 2008, I think. Yeah. Okay. So why do you think, you know, all these hybrid cards, they go out and they do like sort of like these weird type designs, right? Because yeah. I think that's right. how Tesla kind of won by doing yeah. like a sport design, like a, you know, you wouldn't mistake it for an electric car most of the time, right? So 
why do you think they do that? Especially the Honda. Yeah. What is the Honda version of their? Uh, See, it's, well, it's now the Insight. They've renamed it like okay. three times. Yeah. That one was super weird design. See, the right? current one. The current one it has like spats on the like, rear. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, why do they do that? Like, who do they think is gonna like be the target market for that type? Of That's car? a good question. You know? I mean, I think that Toyota in particular, they're really weird. They're kind of a very conservative company in how they operate. Yeah. And I think they were like, hey. They were trying to project that this was the future. Okay. And so they the original Prius um, was kind of like based on the Echo, I think, in, in some ways. So it was really kind of not the most attractive thing. It was oddly bulbous and yeah. it just didn't look good. Like windows in the back. The proportions like, were like, strange. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, right? Yeah. And then the second gen, the one we bought, was really the one that sold like wild, wildfire. You can still see them on the yeah. road today. And then they've subsequently built more. And they've gotten more odd be honest okay but i think that the idea for them which they've even publicly talked about at one point was that they wanted something that was the futuristic and had these futuristic elements to try to sell people on that this was the future mm. that this hybrid idea was the future i almost think that if you just make it look like a normal car but make it electric like you might <laughs> hit a broader market that way well the, now ironically yeah. right now uh you can buy Except for the full-size pickup and the SUV, uh-huh. you can buy a hybrid version of basically every Toyota. Oh, really? Okay. Except for well, the sport models, of course, right? Yeah. But like yeah. Camry, RAV4, um, Because yeah. they, they do cool stuff with their Lexus brand, right? Yeah. So if, yeah. like, literally just take a Lexus, like a 350, and then just make it like an electric car. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they are, I will say this, like, I'm a fan of Japanese manufacturers in particular, right? Yeah. But I think that they're really far behind electrical yeah. series like ser- like way far behind i mean honda yeah. has a deal with gm if you've seen that Mm-mm. they have a deal with gm where they're going to use gm's platform that underpins the hummer okay ironically. have you seen the hummer it's i went just, to the texas fair and they had one it's, it's nuts it's, i've yeah. heard it's huge and it's fast it's like zero yeah. to 60 in like two something seconds and nine thousand pounds yeah <laughs> yeah what's <laughs> the like, problem there right <laughs> like physics right yeah it's so <laughs> Yeah. Wow. It better have like the most amazing brakes. It has to have I, huge brakes. It better it's have crazy. huge brakes. Yeah. 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 But it's really cool. Like uh, it's super roomy. I don't know if you sat in one, but they have no, one. No, I haven't. Yeah. It, it looks really cool. Yeah. yeah. I want, I mean, I'm excited about some of the new stuff coming out. I think yeah. the, I think some of the Korean electric cars that are out yeah. right now are really, really competitive and very good designs. Um, not a big Tesla fan. I have more problems with how they operate. Yeah. But I think their designs are good. I think they're really clean and they're tasteful. Mm-hmm. I just don't always love the way they behave as a company. Right. And then you get all the, if you're a car guy, the quality control, right? Like oh. the, the gaps oh within gosh. the doors and the hoods and stuff, it's not consistent. Even if you yeah. put aside quality like gaps and panel gaps and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it, there is some significant problems. Yeah. Like people that even love the brand are like, why is this breaking? What's like, yeah. what's, you know, like crazy yeah. stuff. Like the, the, the nuttiest thing I heard was the Model Y, right after they started selling it, there's a video of a guy driving home on the highway in California with his son in the passenger seat. Yeah. And the, the roof, the top of it is mostly glass, excuse me. Sure. The, it somehow there's like a lip and it wasn't glued down and it gets caught by the no wind and the way. tire that rips off and flies really? off and shatters on the highway. <laughs> it was like an hour old. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, That's what? crazy, you know? right? Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. So they have a long way to go in terms of 
you know, build quality. Yeah. I feel um, like we're on the smoking tire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which that reminds me. So one of the things when we worked together, the, the cool thing is I would just randomly swing by your office. Yeah. We would talk cars. We would yeah. talk podcasts. Like oh, yeah, I miss yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool to sort of catch up. But, Absolutely. You know, maybe so we don't become the, the, the smoking <laughs> tire podcast. Pie in the sky, if you could have any car, what's it going to be? Uh, it's t- kind of tough because there's different things for different purposes, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I mean, if yeah. it's like, if it's just like sports, like a sports car, like sporting, driving fast, whatever, yeah. McLaren F1. Really? Oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, McLaren F1. Yeah? Yeah, amazing. I was expecting you to say like something like Japanese or I something. I mean, I would totally love to have... You know, R32 Skyline GTR, R34 okay. Skyline. That's what I was going to be expecting. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, a Spoon Civic or something sure. like that. But those are like very different. You know, if you're talking about Pine, it's got like, yeah. no limit. You know, McLaren. it's the McLaren because it's, yeah. what is it now, 20 million? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. It's in, totally insane. Got to win the lotto. Like it right. doesn't make sense otherwise. I'm still stuck on the 911. Oh, I like, mean, I, I think love I would 911. do 911. Like everybody that's a car guy, I haven't yet driven one, but oh everybody gosh. that's a car guy that said, if if you're like truly a driver, yeah. like nine eleven, the dynamics, everything, absolutely, the sound, it's even it's the, the old best ones. The like yeah. I, had a, I had a buddy had an eighty seven, and it was great. The Targa, it's not. Yeah. It was not a powerful car, but you just the, it just was the so, driving experience. It was an right? old car at that yeah. point when he bought it. It yeah. was like you know, you're like this is an old Porsche. It's like no, it really wasn't actually worth a lot right. of money before the market took off and you drive it and it was like this thing is a tank like you yeah. just you close the door and it's clunk That's you know amazing. and everything yeah. just still worked and it was just like yeah. wow and what i love about them is like their design doesn't change yeah. drastically they just keep refining and refining that yeah. design yeah the body language is always consistent yeah so it's yeah. almost like they're just you know sort of fine-tuning it you know piece I, by piece i think that they're like true they're probably some of the last like true enthusiasts you yeah. know, of the makers like they yes they're making things that they i mean they sell more macans right and kinds and like anything else yeah. right but ironically like they're probably selling them also to 911 owners like true people that like hey i, I need a daily yeah. driver the, the, the wife's complaining hey yeah nice 911 but we need yeah. something practical here right, right? so they so they're dri- so they're driving you know that to work yeah and then they've got like some hot rod you know 911 at home right. i mean I, that's actually one of my dreams is to have one of those but that's yeah. just man. like a gt3 or what um, I mean, yeah, GT3, yeah. Um, even a GTS would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, honestly, sure. any modern Porsche, <laughs> right. like I, any, any modern 911 yeah. would be great. For even, sure. even, uh, even PDK. I mean, just like, yeah. you know, coming, they're about to go public, which I hope that doesn't get ruined. Like, you know, they're about to go public. The stock is probably going to be amazing, but I hope that doesn't, ru- you know, sort of ruin their, their history and their legacy there. I hope so too. I mean, they, they have, they're very, um, they're very particular, right? Yeah. I mean, as a company, like they do certain things a certain way and they're right. very picky about it. And so they, I don't know if that's going to really affect them. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm probably a little bit more worried about Ferrari in the long term. That's true. You know, yeah. they but need like, to figure it Ferrari's out. Ferrari's like, mm. you know, but <laughs> you like, want to talk about like problems with quality control wow. and stuff breaking down like Ferrari. For I sure. mean, the other thing about Ferrari too is like all their, all their models are really expensive. Yeah. And you know, they, you can't even buy a new one unless you buy one of the older well, ones, that's right? The, yeah, right. their dealer, so their nuts. dealer network, and that whole thing is entirely yeah. <laughs> insane. I mean, yeah. people like I think I've told you this before. People like Jay Leno, mm-hmm. you know, Jay Leno has hundreds of cars. Yeah, for sure, it's an incredible collection, and he doesn't actually like Ferrari buying Ferraris because. 
he's tried to buy them before, like literally cash in hand, and like, they basically blew him off. Your money's not good enough. And he was buddy. just like, you know, that's not that's not how I want to operate. So right. literally, he just did what Lamborghini did. He's like, I'm going to go buy a Lamborghini. Yeah. So he has a bunch of like Lamborghinis and stuff like that, and yeah. I can't blame the guy. Yeah. I mean, so crazy. It's crazy. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It's just you know who does that also is a Rolex. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. You want to buy certain yeah. Rolexes, or well, you need to buy yeah. these. You uh, got to buy these, these intro. Ones here's some here gold. First. Here's some gold plated <laughs> yeah. yeah. ones. And it's you're so just like, such this a crazy watch. You're like, no, you're gonna buy. You know, right. like, oh my god you know man i feel like we could talk cars forever especially okay. over engineering cup holders oh my god <laughs> like the bmw cup holders oh my god man like you press a button and it slides out and like it expands and like why porsche is kind you of known for that too that's they, true they did they're both i think they were both like you do not need the, the beverage that's in the vehicle the you do yeah. not need and we're just like, like no you gotta like, drink water i gotta have drive. my uh 44 ounce drink right <laughs> like, no no you shouldn't have any liquids in your car they, i think they've had the light they've like okay this is like you have to do this like yeah you're not alone I yeah mean, but but yeah i think that still porsche's got like one cup holder in the console and then like one in like the dash or right something. it's like so crazy out. it's yeah. some contraption <laughs> and it's not gonna hold anything i definitely would not trust my coffee there for sure yeah i mean i've seen some youtubers with modern porsches yeah. and they put their coffee there and i'm sitting there going oh i don't think i would <laughs> do that dangerous move you know yeah. you have, suddenly you have latte all over the dash right. you know it's like oh. right so you've been uh, sort of in the oil and gas industry yeah. for what 19 years yeah 19 yeah. years now yeah Man. yeah it's so crazy you, you've got to see like everything the yeah. best of times the worst of times yeah I don't know if you want to share any of it, you know, how's that been? Has it been challenging? You enjoyed it? You know, maybe tell me a little bit about that. I think it's, um, I think it's really challenging. I mean, you know, going into it, actually, I was really like honest with myself. I was like, there's going to be some good money to make, but I'm going to, I'm going to start to say, I'm going to save money on the side as like a back, like have yeah. some backup. A lot because, of risk, right? Because I knew that there's like this whole, the whole um, industry is very cyclical. It goes up and it goes down. It goes up. And it goes down. It's just right. the very nature of making a commodity that you sell, and you can't um, control the price of that commodity. You don't control it. Right? Yeah, as much as people would think you do, you, <laughs> no. you don't. No. And like um, Apple can say, "Here's a new iPhone." Yeah. You know, eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah. But oil and gas companies like, no, supply and demand, baby. Right. And you figure out where you want to have your efficiencies. How can you produce it cheaper? Yeah. That's the only thing you can control. That's right. Absolutely. That's it. And um, I, I have been lucky that in my IT role, I've been able to see most parts of the company, yeah. which I think is very interesting. You know, and I spent like when I started, I spent a couple of years doing what they called field support, like IT field support. Okay. So uh, you were like driving out to the locations. I was driving out to the offices, offices mostly. Okay. I remember like my boss gave me like a keys to a pickup truck and he's like, go out to Weatherford, fix whatever's wrong. Nice. Like there was no directives. <laughs> no training. There was no nothing. like, well, I mean, that was yeah. the thing is I was, right. that was, I was, I had all that background and support actually. Yeah. And so you were the me, expert. So, so it wasn't like a big stretch for me to go and troubleshoot basic yeah. windows issues or teach people who had never used a mouse to use a mouse. Yeah. Which I did do. <laughs> yeah. And some and, of those guys hate technology. Yeah. And they're definitely like, think that the computer is going to slow them down. Yeah. They don't want to change their ways. Right. So you're in the middle of nowhere trying to explain, no, no, really like, yeah. Well, is great. You're going to love it. Yeah, exactly. Like you're trying to convince them to do something and yeah, yeah they don't really want to do it. And then their bosses and they're like, you got to do this, you right. know, but over time they're like, oh, well, um, this actually benefits me. It helps my, 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 my work day and how yeah. I do my work. Um, and I will say like, it was great because I'm from Oklahoma city and my family's from Southern Oklahoma. 
Okay. I spent a lot of time going down there, but I didn't really spend a lot of time in the rest of the state. Mm-hmm. And I got lucky with Chesapeake where we had offices in like Western Oklahoma and then like Southwest Kansas and like all these places. So I got yeah. to literally drive to like, you know, just honestly the middle of nowhere right. in some cases, <laughs> yeah. but it was really nice because I met really great people. Mm-hmm. Like I would say that the people were really awesome and was there ever nice. a, a crazy time that you sort of felt that your life might be in danger where you, this guy's like <laughs> super like pissed, something's not happening, you know, not working and you show up and there's some, and <laughs> there's some weird ones. Um, one that comes to mind is I had a, I, I, I didn't have a like issued pickup truck at that time. They had yeah. like, I'd like a check out a fleet vehicle. Okay. So I check out this old like, expedition that they had like acquired from some company and it was like <laughs> nice. really worn when I got it. <laughs> so I'm driving it and I had to drive out to the Texas Panhandle mm-hmm. and they had a gas plant they had acquired out there. Uh, and that's where you like take raw produced gas and you like, they treat it, they put like scent in it, you know, and they take out impurities and things like that and then yeah. they pump it to somewhere else. So we had acquired this, this gas plant and I'm driving out into uh, Glacier County, Texas. Like, I mean, it's the nice. middle of nowhere. <laughs> it sounds like And it. so like, it was like, literally it was like, you get to this like crossroads and then I get on this dirt road and I call the guy and I'm like, okay, I think I'm on the road. What is it? Tell me about the road. And he's like, right. oh, it's. Cause it, the directions that you get to, to the location, it's always yeah. like, there's going to be a fence and a tree. Yeah. And then you make a right when you see this rock, like, it's not like, you know, normal GPS locations. No, like, no he, didn't, he didn't drop a, he didn't drop a pin. Right, he was like, right. he was like, turn right on the Caliche road. Well, exactly. there's, there's 10,000 yeah. miles of Caliche road in Texas. Exactly. I was like, what are you talking about? Right. So then I'm driving down this road and I get off on this, like, so it splits. I'm like, oh, go right. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, there's no signage. Yeah. And by the way, this road is in the Black Kettle National Grassland and there, there's grass taller than the vehicle on both sides. Nice. And that's, a, it's a protected grassland and it's really beautiful. So I'm driving and I'm like, this is crazy. And so I pull, I like veer off. I can kind of see, okay, let's go this way. And I go this way. It turns out it was like a house. Oh no. And so you're like, on like so private property. Yeah. So I'm like pulling up and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I was like, literally I, like right. this, I could see the screen door open. I was like, nope, reverse, reverse. <laughs> you <laughs> hear a <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear the gun. I was like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm just friendly. Hi. Right. Like, like waved and stuff like that. Backed out and then got to the gas plant and then like stayed there really late troubleshooting a problem. Yeah. And then got back in the truck. And as I'm like leaving, I'm driving and it's down it's dark. And so like I'm driving and all you can see is like the grass and a little bit of this road and there's jackrabbits, huge jackrabbits jumping over the road. Really? Yeah, back and forth. Okay. And then get on the main road and there was like, I'm like exiting on the main road and there was a mule deer right by the road. He was just standing there. Nice. I've seen a mule deer. It's, in, it's like I don't a, even know what that is. It's like a deer that's like, I guess cross with a mule or something like that, like okay. a donkey. I mean, it's, it's like math, huge. Math checks out, mule, deer. It's, it, well, it's enormous. <laughs> it's an enormous deer. It's like yeah. almost an elk, Okay, you know? It's really big. Yeah. And it was like, I pull up and it's like eye level with me, like right here. <laughs> I'm in an expedition. I was like, right. ah! You know, I was just like, I just, no, I was like, no, this is, yeah. and drove back and yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, because the, the lease sometimes could be, like right next to somebody's private property, yep. they're not happy about yep. all the, the traffic all of a sudden, yeah. all the trucks going yeah, yeah, in yeah, and out. Yeah. So yeah, it could get pretty sketchy pretty fast, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. So one of the things I know that you also got into biking, yeah. right? How did that happen? Uh, well, I mean, I rode bikes when I was a kid, like everybody else. Um, yeah. Growing up, I was doing freestyle, freestyle BMX. Nice. You know, I was with that kid in the yeah. 80s, just jumping everything. That did was you have thing, a cool you know? bike? 
I had an old diamond back. You did? Yeah. I, I always wanted a mongoose, could never afford oh, it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanted a mongoose, yeah. couldn't afford it um, <laughs> yeah. either. I had this I had this diamond back that was, you know, very heavy, but it was good. And I jumped that over everything, got nice. hurt a bunch, you know, all the standard stuff. And had then, the, the four pegs and stuff. Yeah, I had pegs. Yeah, uh-huh. Absolutely. Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we used to, like, I lived in the village. I grew up in the village. Mm-hmm. And there was this big drainage canal through the middle of the village. Yeah. And we would, when it was, like, kind of dry, it would just be like this little trickle of water. And so we would ride up and down the sides mm. of it, like, over and over and over and do tricks and nice. spins and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. I'm sure you built your own ramps and stuff. Yeah, we built right? ramps and all yeah. got hurt like heck. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I jumped once and, like, flattened no the tire. No safety gear. What? No helmets. No, there's like a concept. No pads. There was nothing. No, it was just, like, <laughs> yeah. send it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that, you know, as a kid. I rode my bike everywhere. And then and then uh, I think when I was in, like, high school, uh, my dad, excuse me, he had, like, an old um, – uh, road bike that he had had forever that you ride. And so yeah. I started riding that just uh, occasionally at Lake Hefner. Okay. And kind of got into that and really got interested in that. Like a 12 speed or yeah, something? Yeah, it was like a, it was like some kind of 10 speed. It was a, okay. a Peugeot um, okay. steel road bike. It was like cool. probably from the mid 80s, you know, at that point. Yeah. Um, and then got into that. And then um, going off to school, he eventually bought me. Um, a mountain bike, like a hardtail mountain bike. And I rode okay. that on ca- OSU on campus the whole time. I want to say I remember you sometimes riding the bike to work. Is that right? Or no, no, I didn't really ride yeah. it to work. Like, okay. I mean, I live really close, yeah. but the problem was there's always been traffic. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty afraid of getting <laughs> clobbered yeah. by some giant Absolutely. F-150. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so all that happened and I had, so I had that bike forever and just kept it. And then the pandemic I think it was spring of 2020. Yeah. I was just inside all the time, like everyone else, right? Yeah. I was just going crazy. Cabin like, fever. I was like, like I, I got, got to get, I've got to go outside. I'm, yeah. I'm just going crazy. I was getting bored. I just could not, right. you know. So I was like, I'm going to go ride this old mountain bike. So I just yeah. start riding it. And I was like, this is, I remember this. This is really fun. And so I started riding it. And then I was like, I'm going to ride it around Lake Hefner again because I haven't done that in ages. How, how many miles is that? Uh, it's about 10 miles. So the whole thing is 10 miles? 10 miles, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you work up to that? Or you were just like, let's just send I, it 10 I rode miles? It, I rode it around the neighborhood for quite a bit yeah. before I was like, okay, I yeah. think I can go do You're this. Like, I, I don't think I'll die yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. along yeah, Lake Yeah, so I went out and did it. And so I rode from my house to Hefner and back, oh, you did. which was okay. like 14 miles. Nice. Okay. Um, so, uh, did that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I came back like that first time after doing that, I looked at my wife and I was like, I have got to buy a different bike. This thing weighs so like I could feel it weighed yeah. so much. I was like d- completely destroyed. So you were doing... still using your dad's bike? At no, the no, time? I was using the mountain bike. The uh, mountain bike. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought you were still using this. Like... I wish, I wish we had the pin. <laughs> I wish we had the, um, excuse me, the Peugeot. We, yeah. he sold it when I was in college. I would have okay. told him to keep it, but yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so then I got into that and then I've started buying more bikes and it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real problem. So it sounds like you, you get hooked, right? Yeah. Have you done like yeah. uh, marathons or something, or is it just you on your own, just taking it as far as you can? I mean, I ride a lot by myself just because of just timing and stuff. I do ride a lot with local groups. Okay. Um, there's great groups like Oklahoma bike society, mm-hmm. um, ride with, um, major Taylor of Oklahoma. Um, okay. and then I ride a lot with friends up near Guthrie on like dirt roads. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I have, so I have like uh, I have a road bike, which is like skinny tire. You probably recognize that. Yeah. And then I have a, what's called a gravel bike nowadays. It's basically a road bike with wider tires. That's really right. what it is. 
I remember I, I was trying to get at one point in my life into biking. Yeah. And there was this guy that was into biking at work. And I told him I was going to buy like one of those like sort of hybrid bikes. Yeah. yeah. And I was surprised like the bike community is kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, kind of like the car community yeah. where they're like, he was like, well, that's going to do everything terrible. It's not going to be a good race yeah, bike. Very, and it's not going to be, a, yeah. it's not going to be a great off-road bike. Why don't you just go buy a Huffy? I was like, okay, never mind. Well, so that was like, okay, I can't do this. I mean, I, I would say one thing, I mean, I'm older. And so I try, I, I encourage everyone. That's yeah. what I would say now. Like, that's, that's a shame that you got kind yeah. of discouraged because yeah. like, I would, if you told me today and said, I'm going to buy, I'll be great, man. Go do it. Really? Like, let's go get out there. Let's go do it. Because so you would any, recommend the hybrid? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Really? Because certain people, again, it's just like a car. Like not everyone needs right. a race car. And I, I didn't know what I was going to enjoy like the, the most, yeah. right? Like, do I want to just be racing fast, like yep. pavements or do I want to be sort of like off road? You yep. know, I didn't know at the time. So yeah, no. And I think, yeah. and that's, no, that's actually a perfect starting point to yeah. determine like, Hey, I like this or I don't like this or what's your entry level? Like, what does it look like? You know, yeah. cause it's, it, it's a it's a it's a very expensive hobby if you yeah. really get down this to it. This guy owned like a twenty thousand dollar bike that was like super light or something. Yeah, it was exactly. crazy. Yeah. It's like so that's why he was like, Yeah, just go buy a Huffy or I mean, whatever. Now <laughs> nowadays, yeah, like the really nice bikes, and so even the race bikes mm -hmm. are very expensive. Like the prices are it's it's yeah. like it's crazy. It's eye watering. It's like what? How what's much is the, this? What's the longest distance that you've done on your bike? Uh, 65 miles, 65 miles, yeah, 65. That like was on the non road bike nonstop. Yeah. I mean, that's like little stops for, 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 uh, like drink stations and stuff like that. I don't yeah. organize ride or maybe, to, maybe I think I might've stopped once to go to the bathroom. Okay. But yeah. How many so, hours are we talking about? Uh, that's, that was maybe four or five hours. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds crazy to me. I can't even like put it in my head. Like you, what that's like. I mean, yeah. you work up to that. You don't start sure. there. Yeah. I mean, you'll hate it if you start there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get up to that. You work, you, you basically keep doing success. It's like, it's like running. Yeah. It's like, you know, I tell people like with running, like if you run a mile, right, mm -hmm. you get used to it and you start running two miles and five miles and so on. Well, true with bikes, you're, it's a lot less effort on your body. And so, the longer mileage is actually where you get the benefits. And I, I believe the kind of more enjoyment. Okay. So like if you did one mile on a bike, you're like, well, this is nothing. Piece of cake. This, is, this is easy. Yeah. But then you go and do like, okay, five miles. Okay. 10 miles. Okay. Mm. 20 miles. And then you start working your endurance up. You work your comfort level up. Yeah. There is definitely a place though for everyone where you can go and do, Hey, I want to go do, um, you know, 15 miles. That's my thing. Sure. Or some people, I mean, there's people I I've ridden with before. They have like the donut ride. What's that? <laughs> it's, it starts at every 9am at Will Rogers park on Saturdays, uh -huh. almost in any weather. And they ride from Will Rogers park to, to Brown's bakery downtown. Oh, so it's literally like, let's go get a donut. They're going to get donuts oh, nice. and then they ride back. See, that's kind of my... And it's, and my, it's, and it's like casual. It's that's like, my people right there. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely identify with, let's go grab a donut. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about the yeah. the, 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 the carbs. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, half, half the time when I'm on a ride, I'm like, what, are we going to have snacks? Where's right. the snacks? <laughs> Do you have snacks? Because I have snacks. Right. That's you know. cool. But yeah. yeah, I started doing that. And then I had a buddy in, in Texas... I was like asking him like, Hey, what should a bike should I buy? I might really get serious into it, I guess. Yeah. And he was like, you gotta get a gravel bike. And he was saying basically all the like great, like roads that are fun to ride, like, like quietly without like, tr um, 
you know, there's no uh, danger of getting. There's, run there's over. just so much, so few cars. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, if I'm lo- driving like Logan, riding my bike in Logan County, middle of nowhere. Yeah, we might see like one truck. Right. Every. 15, 20 miles. And you probably want to go somewhere that's scenic and it's like cool, you know? Yeah, and then you're out yeah. in this like wilderness yeah. and it's really pretty. I mean, like I've ridden out there before and it's like there's a bison farm up north, okay. you know? And that's there's, cool. And you see wildlife and you, yeah. and it's just nice. And you, and also you get disconnected, right? You're not in town, you know, the traffic and the noise. It's just this, yeah. it's just you. You listen to music or you, yeah. know, you listen to music? Yeah, I have okay. some um, Aeropex, like the bone conducting headphones. Oh, really? And they're okay. really, yeah, because then nice. my ears are open. Like I can hear things. So you can hear someone's but like F-250. Yeah, there's like an left. F-250 that's like barreling down the rock. <laughs> yeah. like, oh God, you know, <laughs> yeah. pull over, you know. Right. So, um, but yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So what what uh, music do you like to listen to when you're riding? Is it like a, a special playlist that you put in there or what? It's funny. Uh, a lot of times it's like just Pandora. Yeah? You know? It's yeah. random? And no, it's not random. It's usually like I'll either listen to... Um, what is it? Oh, um, like sometimes jam bands. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because like, especially when I'm out in the middle, of, like the wilderness on the gravel bike, it feels yeah. like appropriate. There's like a banjo and a, you know, yeah. you're like out there. And so like, it's all like string, string, ching, three, uh, string cheese incident. Okay. I've I listen never to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to look that up. <laughs> and then, um, I listen to that and then I listen to, um, sometimes I feel like electronica, you know, I'll just listen to okay. electronic stuff. If I'm on the road bike, and I'm by myself and I really want to like ride really hard. I'll put yeah. on like metal. Okay. Yeah. I'll put that on like some Metallica work. and exactly. that'll just get me amped yeah. up to, to nine. And yeah. I'm just like, which is dangerous because like, cause like there's actually a pro cyclist I follow and he's, people have asked him, well, what are you listening to on these long rides? Yeah. He's like, it's classical. Really? Because he's like, if I listen to anything else, I'm, I'm cranked up and I'm overdoing it. You're going to kill I feel, yourself. I'll cook myself like immediately <laughs> yeah. going up hill. So like, yeah. I have to think about, okay, what am I going to ride? And it's like, oh, it's going to be sure. mostly flat. And it's like, we're doing tough. Uh, okay. Yeah, gonna, yeah, nice. You know, you know, like, My problem would be is I would have to remember that whatever distance I go, I'm going to have to go that distance back, yeah. right? That's so right. Do you calculate it out? Like, okay, I'm going to go like 15 miles out and then another 15 back or what do you do? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of apps that help you like find routes okay. and you can look at the trails and there's trail maps that the city produces. The city, city of Oklahoma City, we're really fortunate that we have, an, I would say, a pretty good um, off-road uh, yeah. multi-use trail system. Yeah. Like we have them around Hefner. Yeah, the one like Hefner, what is it called? Um, uh, it's the Burt Cooper Trails. Burt Cooper. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's a connector from that trail to... Uh, um, uh, by Will Rogers or Will Wiley Post, excuse me. Okay. That goes to um, Lake Overholzer. Really? And then okay. you can ride on the trail around Lake Overholzer. And then from Lake Overholzer, there's one that goes west out to the river, and that's called the West River Trail. Okay. And it's very isolated. That's actually really beautiful. And then that goes south all the way down the river trail, like all the way down to like the to the to the boathouses where cool. it stops. That's a, that's pretty cool. And then there's yeah. like yeah, they're just they're building more and more of them, and so um, yeah. so yeah, you can be. Like when I'm usually by myself, I don't really like to be on the road. I want to be on a trail by my, because it's just, it's a little bit more dangerous to just be out on the road with people not seeing sure. you. And Is the, uh, the car playlist different than the, the bike playlist? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. We have, I don't think we talked about your current car. Oh yeah. yeah so right. at the yeah. time you were still fixing your Honda, right? Yeah. Yeah. No AC. Yes. Like you were spending a lot of money trying to resource parts for <laughs> That's it. That's right. Yeah. And you, you really rarely got to drive it when I was talking. So yeah, to I you. still have the, I have a 1990 
uh, Civic hatchback. Nice. Uh, we call it the EF series in the Honda EF. speak. Okay. Yeah, EF Honda. And, See, I only um, know like the, the E92, like the BMW. Yeah, the BMW right? side. Like, yeah. Well, it's, they the all one. have their codes, <laughs> right. right? It's funny. Yeah. Um, so this is, it's an EF and um, I bought it. It already had an engine swap in it. Uh -huh. um, it had an LS VTEC, which means it had a 1.8 liter block from an early Integra. Okay. And then it had a later 99 Civic SI dual overhead cam VTEC head. Nice. So it actually increases compression and it's got a little bit more power than stock in that form. Okay. And then it has a Japanese short ratio, short ratio transmission. Mm -hmm. So very, very short ratio. Like if I took you out and you'd be like, oh my God, these gears are yeah. so short. So you're just like revving it yeah, up. You're, it's like, yeah. nice. it just does not. I mean, there's like, <laughs> yeah. you don't spend a lot of time in the gears. Yeah. Um, and then, so I bought it. It already had the swap and the transmission and everything in it. Mm -hmm. And then I've just been kind of trying to fix it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it sounds like you're getting to drive it now, right? Yeah. 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 I threw a series of shops I found in town and like some friends and things like that. Yeah. I've got, we've gotten, I've gotten it slowly fixed. Like I did some of the work myself and then I got to a point where I was like, I don't have the time to do this. And then also I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like, I, I just right. had to accept, okay, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's basically got, uh, let's see, entirely new exhaust, entirely new intake. You get the pops when you do the no, downshift? No, no, because... That's like my jam. Like, those I, pops, no. man, I'm a sucker for that. No, because <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm Captain Planet. I have yeah. a, I actually have a catalytic converter on oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I, have a, okay. I have a cat on it. It didn't have a cat for, like, when oh, I bought so it. you put a cat. I put a cat you, on it. People usually take it off. They go well, <laughs> because, it was, because it was like this exhaust system was already a mess. And I was yeah. like, I, I need to put a cat on it. Like, it already it was supposed to have a cat. Sure. I didn't really want to do catless. Yeah. I don't like the smell, frankly. Yeah, yeah a, and that's it a is personal pretty, thing. Pretty loud, I guess. It can be loud, depending on your exhaust and stuff. I mean, Honda is this, this raspy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that, and then uh, more recently, it had an entirely new fuel system put in with Detroit injectors, cool. AEM uh, fuel pressure or fuel rail, fuel pressure regulator. Um, oh my God, um, uh, Honda uh, S three hundred ECU, so pro programmable ECU. Yeah. Uh, aftermarket coilovers, Concy con we are. Koenig wheel, excuse me. Um, uh, to me, what's the funniest part is we were talking about getting the AC to work and how impossible that is, yeah. right? Like you can get all these like coilovers, all these crazy yeah. like mods, but when it yeah. comes to the AC, like no, yeah, you I can't mean, find the pulley. I mean, <laughs> you have to put this in perspective, right? It's a 1990 vehicle. Yeah, true. Luis, that was... That was t 10 years ago. That was... Over 30 years ago, my friend. <laughs> you know? Still, when I hear 1990, I'm like 10 years ago. People right? say, that, yeah, it's funny. Right. Like, I'll be, I'll pull up to car shows and people are like, oh, this is a new thing, huh? And I'm like, you know, this car is 30 years right. old, dude. This right. qualifies as a classic automobile <laughs> right. under Oklahoma it's statute. It's so crazy. And they're like, right? they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. whatever. And then they yeah. go over their, you know, yeah. Nova or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The 90s to me is still, in my head, it's still yeah. like 10 years. No, no, right. I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. already, I mean, I'm back there. <laughs> You're driving a 90s car, right. listening to 90s music. Right. I mean, right. Do you go to Cars and Coffee? Do you take it to Cars I and haven't, Coffee? I haven't been taken it in a long time. Okay. Um, most of my Saturdays have been sucked up with bike stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I, I do every now and then um, when the good weather's good and stuff like that, I'll take yeah. it out. And especially since I got it all working again, I'm much more motivated to drive it. Okay. Because before it was like, will it start? Oh, right. You know. Will it get you back? <laughs> will it get you back? Yeah. Right. I, I would like. I literally would like leave the house, and I tell my wife, I was like, okay, I'm going out in the Honda, so I might call, <laughs> might call you. you. <laughs> Here's where the jump pack is. Awesome. Like you know, like I'm sure those. she loved that, right? And then yeah, you're getting all these like boxes of parts. I'm sure she loves that oh, yeah, too. Right? Was, yeah. I mean, I think also she was like, hey, you know. 
if this makes you happy and you're not, you know, and you're and it kind of keeps you out of trouble, so to speak, sure. she was like, that's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Not that I have some history of trouble, but you know, she was, I mean, we never will know, right? Like this, this Honda sort of kept you out of trouble. So who knows? Right. Exactly. Right. We, I don't know what, like, horrible <laughs> what things I could have got. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Let's talk about Richard Garfield. Okay. Yeah. Tell so, me about that. So first tell me like, who is like, I kind of okay. know, right? Like Magic Gathering, right. that's about all right. I know. But for the people listening, yeah. tell us who he is and then how you met him. Okay, so um, so Richard Garfield is the creator of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Um, it's a collectible card game. Um, he was, a, he, I think he still might be a mathematician. He was actually a professor of mathematics oh, in okay. college. Cool. And But he always made games on the side. Like that was sort of his fun hobby. So mm -hmm. making actual games. And... And because he's a mathematician, it was all about, you know, like probability and you know, these ratios, all the stuff that's, you know, math is yeah. really appropriate for. And he came up with this idea for this collectible card game called Magic the Gathering. I think he came up with it in the late 80s, early 90s, came out in 93. Really? Okay. So it's, I played it in high school. Nice. Pretty intensely and then stopped playing it. And then I've been playing it a little bit recently, but online. They have like an online, like totally electronic uh, version. Okay. You play it on your phone. It's, is it like the car community where it's not as cool if it's not analog? And no, I, I don't, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I think that most people right. like admit that, like, hey, like you, you either want to play it or you just it depends. There is yeah. a collectible element of it, and that is both good and bad. Sure, because like some of the cards from back in the '90s, now if you had them, mm -hmm. um, you could buy a Porsche. Really? Yes. Oh, some wow. of them, if you had a collection of them, they're worth a hundred plus thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I have some that are really old that are valuable. Not, yeah. uh, not, uh, not I was about to level. say, let's go to the Porsche no, 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 dealership no, no. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be calling Bob Moore. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, um, I've got this car. I have Let a car. I'll trade you. No. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's what the game's about. Um, and I had a friend who was going to Reed College, which is in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. It's a liberal arts school. Uh, it's actually where uh, Steve Jobs went to school oh, really? before he dropped out. Okay. Yeah, it's their kind of weird little asterisk. I bet they always like plug it in. Yeah, right? they plug that in. Oh, he went Steve here, yeah, and dropped out. <laughs> and so he was going there, and uh, my buddy, um, his parents called me, and I was at OSU, and they said, "Hey, we're going to go visit him for his birthday. Yeah, and we want you to come along." And I was like, "Hey, I'm a poor college student. I'll sure you're going to buy my plane ticket. Right, sign me up." So we fly up there, meet him, and we're hanging out and stuff like that. And his mom is like. Hey, I have a surprise for you guys. I've been working mm. on this for months. And we're like, surprise for months? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So she's like, we're going to go have breakfast. And I'm like, breakfast? That's a surprise? We're having breakfast? You know? You're like, great. Like, no, just come on, come on. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, okay. So we go to this hotel, not far from where we're staying, and in downtown Portland. And we sit down at breakfast, and we're just like, okay, what's going on? Mm. And this guy walks in the front, the, the side door, with a, a woman and some kids. Yeah. And the guy was Richard Garfield. Did you like recognize him at the time? Yes, I did, did recognize. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because I'd seen him in magazine articles, like pictures of him and stuff like that. And okay. and so what the deal was is my friend's mom had figured out through Wizards of the Coast, the publisher of the game, mm -hmm. how to get a hold of him. And she had okay. been persistent enough that she had been like convinced him, like, hey, come have breakfast with us. We'll pay for breakfast or whatever. No He's like, well, really? I'm going to be in Portland anyway, visiting family and yeah. da, da, da. And so it was like, it all kind of aligned. Yeah. So we sit down and have breakfast with him. Nice. What was that conversation like? Like, what did you guys talk about? I think it's hard to remember actually, because it was so long. It was like 20 years ago, I mm -hmm. would say. I mean, like, I think I remember it was more of like, you know, well, what are you doing now? Because I don't think he was involved with magic as then. Yeah. And then like, I was asking him like, well, why did you come up with this part mechanic in the game? Like, what made you do that? What were you thinking? Okay. And 
And then we just also just talked to him. You know, he was just a kind of an affable guy. He was guy. cool. Like yeah, he, he was a nice he guy. He wasn't like this jerk. Like, who are these kids? No, no. no he was. I mean, he was there with his family. Like, yeah. it was kind of, that was the only awkward part. It was like his wife and then two daughters. It's like silence on this yeah, side. Yeah, it was of the table. like so weird. It was like, <laughs> honey, do you want some pancakes? You know. Yeah. So then this card. You know, it was right. like. Let this, me tell you. So the strategy here. Yeah, it was like really weird. Yeah. But he was really cool, and she brought a bunch of um, like memorabilia and things like that. Yeah. And and I don't think. I don't think I knew in advance, but like she brought a bunch of memorabilia and cards and whatever, and he signed and personalized a bunch okay. of cards. So that was really cool. Um, they didn't like have his name, you know, his name's not really on the game everywhere other than like on the box and the instructions, yeah. but not the individual cards. Okay. So he like, you know, this is like the cursed rack of Graham, you know? Wow. He yeah. And, and, yeah. and it was really cool because it wasn't like, it was really to me. Yeah. And he did the same thing for my friend and he wrote and then he signed a t-shirt Cool. magic t-shirt that definitely then, sounds like a porsche could come out of that like i mean i keep sure. thinking the t-shirt like, <laughs> hey come on guys. yeah for sure yeah that's yeah. a pretty cool story yeah. especially like if you were into the game and and i, oh, I yeah. imagine at the time was there was probably no social media right like how did she make that happen yeah it was entirely analog yeah yeah it was like old school like calling people can you imagine it's, uh, yeah it's like I, now you would just like dm somebody in yeah. ig or something right yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so I, absolutely you would just like hit him up and say hey man yeah. You, you know, but this guy, right. like it was entirely, it was, it was pre Facebook, pre Instagram, yeah, pre sure. all that. I mean, yeah. I think what, maybe instant messenger was around. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> True. Yeah. I doubt he was on instant messenger. Right. Like, you know. Cool. So besides the biking, besides the cars, any other hobby that you sort of are into all of a sudden? Um, hobbies. That's a good question. Oh, um, well, <laughs> it's really my wife got me into this actually, but she wanted something to do also that was sort of away from work and everything. And, yeah. um, she really got into kayaking. Okay. Yeah. And so we bought kayaks and cool. so we go out and go kayak, flat water kayak, not like rapids or anything like that, but you've been to in. the, the rapid thing. I have not been no. down there to okay. see it, which is sort of funny. I mean, yeah. um, I did the, I actually, I did that for not, not kayaking or rapids. I did rowing. Uh, okay. I did rowing for like seven years, actually. Like legit rowing yeah. downtown? Downtown. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chesapeake like off, uh, sponsored a team for many years, like corporate team. Okay. And I did that cool. for many years. And, and, and I think that's kind of what got me back into sort of sports as a whole because I was never really a big sporting person growing up. But Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. I, I can't imagine uh, like what's that like? They probably practice super early, right? And then yeah. you race on the weekends or? Yeah, that was yeah. usually, I mean, we were, it was a corporate team. And so we normally okay. had like uh, a couple practices a week or one, maybe it was one practice a week. And it was 90 minutes okay. like on the water. So you would get there and you get on the water and you would, it'd be 90 minutes of, of activity of drilling. Yeah. You know, it was drills. It was, it was doing, um, trying to do long pieces for certain speed, you know? And yeah. Um, and then we did do a lot of competitions that at the boathouse. So like the head of the Oklahoma, the boot of the Oklahoma, like a bunch of these big races they would have. Mm -hmm. And we would participate in the corporate races at night, cool. um, uh, other things. And I, I'd probably do it more, but it's, it's a lot. It's even probably even more time commitment than biking perhaps sure. yeah. just because you're, you're like, it's like, okay, we're going to meet at 5am mm -hmm. like every so many days, you know, and that then, already sounds amazing. Yeah, exactly. It sounds great, right? Right. Oh, and you're, oh, you're going to go get on the water, which is usually colder. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to be hotter. And it's like, you know, it's just, 
And then they were like, oh yeah, then we're going to put you in a van and we're going to go out to like Kansas and we're going to do it in Kansas. Right. It's like, oh, sounds God. amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe it's, I mean, if I'm at some point, I would say like if we went at big in the lotto or whatever, and have some like space somewhere, I would get like a single, uh, shell which is just one person shell okay and then go row for my just on my own just for fun cool yeah got it yeah so i always ask the guests to tell me what's on their playlist so are you listening to anything cool or are you mostly a podcast guy well in the car it's like mostly just like podcasts podcasts yeah lots of podcasts so for sure is a smoking tire yes yeah, right? tire. yeah i was listening <laughs> well, to it on the way over <laughs> what else what else are you listening to uh spikes car radio mm-hmm. i like that one a lot it's mostly porsche people and and they talk about um, watches, which I'm not really a watch nerd, but I find it interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also I think it's just funny. Um, the host is, uh, the guy who wrote the soup Nazi episode for oh, Seinfeld. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Spike okay. Ferriston. Yeah. Nice. And he has a cadre of people that show up. Jerry Seinfeld shows up on this podcast no regularly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's really funny. Cool. And they just talk cars and it's like really nice. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, listen to that. I listen to, um, oh my gosh, I'm like a blank here. Uh, Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. I enjoy his conversations. Really I think you insightful. introduced me to uh, regular car reviews. Yeah, regular car reviews is good. <laughs> that one. <laughs> you too. So, so anybody well, they have that, a, they have a podcast too, don't they? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, they just take like a random, like here's this 1984 Oldsmobile or something, right? <laughs> yes. And then they sort of like, you know, make this like basically review of what you would expect like someone to do of like the the greatest like car ever but it's just like a 1984 like regular car (laughs) i mean it's also like the fact that the guys are the writing is really funny yeah like if you if you listen to some of those like they make me i mean yeah they also like make fun of that car and the type of person that drives that car which i find really like funny like it's important to laugh at yourself as i always say and so they're just like like what was it one was like the uh what was it? The uh, there was some some muscle car, and they're like, "This is the most aggro car ever for the most aggro guy." Oh, nice. I'm angry. Let's go eat some food. Oh, you know, he was like, so <laughs> yeah. like all his stuff's kind of like that. I mean, he has yeah. regular reviews; they're really calm. But then he has these ones which just like like reviewing, like you said, like the right. most the most like you ben- think it's like a McLaren or yeah, something. The most benign, like like, like yeah. really good v- video and ex- yeah. excellent audio, and it's the most benign car you've right. ever heard of. Like you know, like an old New York City ca- taxi cab. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about uh, Doug Demuro? Oh, I love Doug. Yeah, I love Doug. He's great. I actually followed Doug when he was writing and doing little videos before he started doing his current kind of thing. So you followed him when he bought his first Range Rover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. just that saga is like incredible. <laughs> right. So he went to uh, CarMax, right? Yeah. Bought a Range Rover. Yeah. They sell you a car warranty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like basically like maxed out the yeah. warranty yeah. everything broke on the range rover yeah i mean he, he bought like a five thousand dollar warranty but yeah. it was a bumper to bumper warranty right and it wasn't right. through car it wasn't carmax it was you take it to whoever you want we take it to the dealer yeah you take it to the for every repair dealer. right they, they got to know him luis they were like oh hey doug what broke this week you know right. it was like oh my god you right. know like and it was the same part like five times yeah. you know and it's nuts and he did basically made a career out of that kind of I yeah mean, he used he catapulted himself with that i mean yeah. he's actually got he's a good writer yeah and he's fun he's kind of funny yeah um, this is a 19 yeah. right <laughs> this <laughs> right um, every video yeah and he's and you know he's got the new he's got cars and bids now he's doing his own auction mm-hmm. site which is sort of unique it's a good it's a it's a nice alternative yeah. to some of the others and we didn't even talk about bringing a trailer like 
I feel like this we could legit have a car podcast. Oh yeah, man! Like <laughs> totally. Yeah, they, and they kind of took over too. Like yeah. they got they they sold out to uh, I think it's Hearst or something like that. Okay. Yeah. The thing about Doug Demuro is like he just shows up basically with his phone, I think, and records his review. So it's not like like crazy production value, no. like something like crazy like slow motion takes no, or anything. No, no, it's no, just no. like here's the quirks and features. Like you know, this is my score. Yeah. That's like it's just like a normal like guy out there with this phone recording this car. I think you know? that's what makes it so successful. Yeah. Because he's really coming at it honestly. Like this is what I think is weird and unusual. Right. Let's just let's just talk about that. Like here's some <laughs> yeah. weird stuff I found. It's so crazy. And sometimes it's like highlight stuff, and you're like, that is strange. Yeah. Like why would what? Why? And he makes a living out of it. And he makes a really good living yeah. out of it. Yeah. And and God bless him. I mean, I, <laughs> you yeah. know, hey. Um, but yeah, he's he's great. Um, I don't think who else I listen to or on YouTube. I follow, of course, DJ Maverick. Of yeah. course, and then uh, I think you you probably follow uh, Donut, the Donut guys, right? Like a, Donut a, Media. A little bit, yeah. not as much. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe Hoonigan more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else I like. I like um, uh, what is it? Hoovy's Garage. Oh yeah. Out yeah. of Wichita, <laughs> he's just it's yeah, like he's a, a character. It's too. a constant yeah. like calcade of air of yeah. failure, you know. Yeah, and he's then, always buying like a high mileage Range Rover or something. Yeah, too. he's buying something like yeah. insane yeah. for like no money. He's like, oh, I got the cheapest one of these <laughs> right. in America. Let's see right. what happens. Let's you know, take it to like, my mechanic, and you know. the mechanic's like, really? Like you bought this? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> right. he's like, get this out of here. Like he refuses to work on it. Yeah. Um, I also watch uh, watch Jr. Go. He's another Wichita guy. Okay. Similar, but not quite the same. He's a little bit more on hands on. He does everything himself. Yeah. Um, it's funny though. I don't, I, I don't watch as much of that as I used to because mm-hmm. I, I don't have like that desire to like work on the car as much. I just really kind of want to drive the car. Sure. So I'm treating it more like just entertainment and like okay. funny things, but cool. yeah. Yeah. I would say actually I watch some bicycle YouTube, oh, really? which is also like <laughs> its own little, you go into that a, rabbit yeah, hole. That's a deep right? rabbit. Oh my God. You can, <laughs> yeah. Um, really deep rabbit hole there, but cool. Well, we are getting the signal here that we hit our mark. Okay. You know, it, it always flies by. Like I yeah, feel like yeah. we're we're catching up. So yeah. this really was just an excuse for me to catch up. <laughs> with really. I great. just I was missing somebody to, to yeah. talk cars and absolutely, you man. know, talk everything. Absolutely. So I want to thank you for your time. I know yeah. you're super busy. No, it's great. You know, you probably could have been trying to fix your AC on the Civic or something. Could have been but, trying to find parts in Japan, <laughs> right? Yahoo right. Japan auctions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll definitely have to have you back if you ever want to stop by for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the super talented Graham Harris on the Maverick Podcast. Keep grinding because in dreams we trust.